Turkey hunting is one of my favorite things. And one of the key tools I use for turkey hunting is the Onyx Hunt Map. I use it incessantly when I'm hunting turkeys. Being able to find a new piece of public or gaining permission on private opens up opportunities for gobblers. Onyx Hunt has a special offer for you this spring. Use the code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com hunt. You'll find more birds this season. I'm telling you, I rely on Onyx Hunt. When I'm hunting turkeys, it is an invaluable turkey hunting tool. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Montana Casting Company is a performance fly rod and reel company based right here in our capital, Helena, Montana. Each model of fly rod is a tribute to Montana's rugged beauty and adventurous spirit. Their rods capture the look, feel, and craftsmanship of a custom-built fly rod. Scott personally calls every customer buys one of his rods head to montanacastingco.com and use code meateater20 at checkout for a one-time 20 percent off discount it's a meat eater podcast welcome to meat eater trivia we are joined by a very special guest and just a, a regular special guest today the very special guest is Michael Waddell, who you just heard a few days ago on the regular Meat Eater episode. Give it up, Mike Waddell. There we go. Thank y'all for having we'll me. We'll clap now, because if he does bad, right. I don't want to clap later. I know it. <laughs> Are we also going to clap for just our regular special oh, guest, yeah, which time. is Corey Calkins? Corey is the guy that, if you write to info at the meat eater.com, is that the address? Meat Eater at the Meat Eater.com. Meat Eater, at the, that's kind of funky. If you write to that address, Corey is going to read it. Yeah, uh, he, he made the most judgmental man on the planet. <laughs> Only be. because every email he has to judge it. He has, he has to, to judge its merits. All right, so where this, should it go? Is it actually funny? Is it actually interesting? How many a day you think? A hundred? Hundreds, yes. Hundreds. Mm. Hundreds of emails. It's a full time job. Mostly good. Some bad. <laughs> All right, this is Meat Eater Trivia, Michael. This is All trivia right. you're not going to get from Jeopardy or Trivial Pursuit or any bar and grill trivia. These are born out of Meat Eater's four verticals. What are they, Steve? Based loosely off Meteor's four verticals Mm -hmm. of hunting, fishing, wild foods, and conservation, plus pioneers and explorers. Now, here's why I like (laughs) to keep that in there. And pecan farming. I had heard on a radio show once upon a time Uh that 10% of your listeners at any given moment are brand new. So, I think we need to tee that that up every single time. Otherwise, they're going to be like, now, why was there a question about a 30-odd six followed by a question about El Dente pasta? Oh, yeah, that's great. So, yeah, but the people didn't like the El Dente pasta question. Steve didn't like the El Dente pasta. There is a prize. Uh, it Meat was Eater. widely ridiculed. Meat Eater will donate. <laughs> Vis-a-vis feedback provided to me through Corey. Now, here's what you're playing for, Michael. Okay. There is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $100 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. We've played six times so far. Steve has won three times. Brody has won twice, and Clay has won once. Wow. Okay. So you were some okay. heavy hitters in this room. Okay. Who won when um, Tucker beat me? 
That was Brody. We went to a tiebreaker with Brody and Cal, which came down to the gestation period. Is what it came down to. Okay, (laughs) came down to math, and I'm bad at math. Now, Michael, I had a question during the podcast. I didn't get to bring up because we kind of missed the moment. But you had talked about being a champion turkey caller, and I I heard Phil Robertson say once, who's the founder of Duck Commander, that a living, breathing mallard would get last place in a duck calling contest. Is that the same for turkeys? You think? Probably not as much so in Turkey. I, I would say that, especially now, holy cow, those guys sound just like a wild turkey. Maybe maybe some of the scenarios, like uh-huh. if you just ask for a yelp, but no, it's... So that's a real deal. It's real deal. Those it's guys scary, would kill turkeys. It's scary on point. Like, hair puts goosebumps on you now, for I sure, like what these guys sound like. Now, we have some housekeeping from previous games of trivia. A listener reached out and said that the Lake Geneva Antique Mall in Wisconsin has a punt gun for sale. So I called the antique store yesterday to get some details. The gun is 63 inches long and listed for sale at $5,500. The antique store worker told me the gun has been there for years and that the owner doesn't really care if he sells it, so it's unlikely there'd be much of a negotiation. The person on the phone said it's a spectacle that gets a lot of folks in the door to look at it, but he doesn't think there have been any seriously interested buyers. You didn't just say, because we're going to edit it out if you did, where it is? Yeah, the you Lake did. Geneva Antique well, Mall why would you? Why would you? That's you, the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You want to buy this thing? Yes. No. Okay, now here's why I didn't think you would want to. It's only 63 inches long. That's oh. a little over five feet. Oh, as it's, far like as a chump, it's a chumpy go, punt gun. As far as punt guns okay. go, this well, wait, is half as long as like what a standard one. It's like is. a sawed off. It's like a sawed off punt gun. It's backpackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain punt gun. <laughs> I can already see this is way over my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll hold off because I, w- I want a real two man. It's the ducks. It's the guns they used to use a commercial uh, for those. Shoot. Those big. Yeah. Big long. They used to like, see all the market sh- hunt for ducks. Yes. With. Yeah. And they're called punt guns. Yeah. Is that and right? Two okay. guys shoot them. One guy just holds the barrel over his shoulder. I cannot wait to get one. It looks awesome, but again, it's only a little over five feet long. Okay, so yeah, I, did, I don't think that's the one we're I got looking you now. for. It's, right. a, it's a stupid one. Staying on the subject of punt guns, about a dozen people wrote in to let me know that they got the punt gun question correct because of the movie Tremors Four. As a prequel to Tremors, this movie is about how a Nevada town defends itself against graboids in the 1800s. In one of the film's most famous scenes, Hiram Gummer misses a tremor at point-blank range with a punt gun, which inspires an onlooker to yell this. You missed with a cannon! (laughs) (laughs) Now, the movie didn't use a real punt gun, of course, but prop master Bill Davis did construct a replica that ended up being over 8 feet long and 94 pounds. The prop gun was then fitted with a real H&R 12-gauge shotgun on the inside, which is what would actually fire when the trigger was pulled. To make each shot more dramatic, the crew drenched the barrel with WD-40, which created a giant cloud of smoke whenever fired. Hmm. Wow. Just huh. giving all sorts of kids all sorts of bright ideas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel like everyone in America is an expert on prop guns and stuff now after the after the Rust film. Yeah. Yes. Debacle. Now we're all like, well, actually, that's not how it works with a prop gun. Yeah. It does make me feel good, though, here, the WD-40, because I do believe WD-40 and duct tape 
was pretty much in everything that I grew up. Matter of fact, we didn't call it duct tape. We called it Alabama Chrome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We used to refer to WD as Wild Dog. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a little cooler. The evil like, Knievel. that Wild Dog. Remember spraying that on the hot on the tracks and the evil Knievel would spin the tires, you spray a little WD. For oh, no, I didn't know about that yeah. trick. <laughs> now, I imagine that is not going to be our last punk gun update. So if you see one at your antique store, let me know about it, and I will investigate. So we are now on to our game of Meat Eater Trivia. All right, Phil, play the drop. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Well done. All right, we are now on to trivia. The first question, which is one of ten... The first question is always multiple choice, and that's what we have here again. The topic is predators. What is the leading cause of coyote deaths in urban areas? Is it being killed by other coyotes, mange, getting shot, or vehicles? You forgot to say, like, A. What is the leading cause of coyote deaths in urban areas? Is it A, being shot, or excuse me, being killed by other coyotes, B, mange, C, getting shot, or D, vehicles. Again, this is in urban areas. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying D, Cal saying D, vehicles, Steve saying A, other coyotes, Michael saying B, which is mange, mange. Brody saying D, vehicles, Corey saying B, mange, Phil saying other coyotes, and Corinne saying mange. The correct answer is D, vehicles. Ah, oh. What Brody get? I got D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see hands, But please. I felt like we were if getting got set right, up for hands. a trick question there. I did. Uh, I, honestly, I, I overthought that. I really it's thought possibly be possibly Listen, right? man, you can overthink them. You can underthink them. <laughs> yeah. Em. yeah. It's you, it's just hard to find the sweet spot. A game in a game. This statistic is via the Urban Coyote Research Project. By tracking collared coyotes, they determined that about 45% of coyote deaths are caused by vehicles, 20% are from being shot, 10% are from mange, and the remaining 25% are labeled as other or unknown. So, Homet, getting killed by a coyote's not even in there? I no, think that I just made that one up. I think that constitutes the 25% of I unknown. Mean, right. They yeah. can't determine... The death. I, I just did. <laughs> <laughs> we are on to question two. The topic is turkeys. What state has the furthest west population of Rio Grande turkeys? What state has the most western population of Rio Grande turkeys? Okay. This is kind of a... um. <sighs> Oh, we got Steve groaning and rolling uh, his eyes. I'm just really unhappy with this question. <laughs> Michael doing a lot of writing. Well, I'm trying to. This must be a state with uh, five, five He's names. He's drawn out the United States outline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having to look at my Google Maps to figure out what's the westernest most point. But uh, I think it's, I think it's. Uh, Don't say it. What state well, what the has hell kind the of they furthest like, like, west population of Rio Grande Turkey? Steve, I'm afraid you're going to help the room if what you am, start asking yeah, I, more I'm really questions. Struggling. I know what you're struggling with, I think. I'm does, struggling with Does everybody have an answer? Very hold on, hold on. Very, I really got to go to my geography, right geography here. Oh, no, you can't use a phone. Dead gummit, man. <laughs> That'd be like Google, right? That'd I would be like say G no phones allowed. Does okay. everybody have an answer? 
Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying Nevada, Cal saying California, Steve saying Oregon, Waddell saying... One of the two. You pick one. Which one? Uh, well, that's my question. Which is more Western? I'm, I know both of these states have them. Um, you got to just do it quick because you can't be influenced by other people's stuff. Okay, Washington. Washington, Waddell says. Brody says Hawaii. Corey says oh, Nebraska. Son of a- Phil says Arizona. And Corinne says New Mexico. The correct answer... Is Hawaii. Yeah! Yeah! Unbelievable! I don't count that because I figure that is way so far out of back east again. Jeez. Should have known. That's why Captain Cook quit exploring. He just stayed in Hawaii. Man, that's right. I literally just today got a picture of a gobbler from Hawaii. They're probably gobbling there right now. They are. Damn it, man. Roughly 400 reels were trapped in Texas and transferred to Hawaii in the 1960s. Today, their population is about 18,000, and at just $20 for a non-resident license, they offer one of the cheapest tags for out-of-staters in the nation. You know, Jim Harrison observed that... uh, (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No, no. The writer Jim Harrison observed that being his age, he can't take Hawaii and Alaska seriously as states. (laughs) This is, this is from a Steve Rinell who is 0 for 2 so far. You, you, there was just a meat eater episode Man. where you guys were hunting. I know, but around he was just observing that, like, in his mind, when people say oh, how many man. states are there, what goes to his mind is 48. Did, did he, nobody got that, right? Brody. 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 I'm, I'm going to start cheating like I did in Algebra 2 off Courtney. Damn it, man. There's no catch him. I'm playing or something here. Brody's going to have to have a very poor game to catch him. We are on to question three. The topic is fishing. What color is the most popular among fishing lures, according to Shiel Sports? Now, if you're not familiar, Shields isn't found in the entire country, but for most of the country, they go all the way down to Texas, all the way up to North Dakota, all the way west to Nevada, all the way east to Illinois, I think. So that's kind of the range you're looking at. And to get this answer, I had to go to shieldsports.com and then sort their fishing lures by color. This color yielded the most results. Now, this is tracking jigs, crankbaits, plastic spoons, spinners, basically everything except flies, if that helps you answer it all. Me and Brody so this, this, is every, this is not just soft plastics. This is everything. Everything except flies. I'm very torn between two colors. Would sell. Me and Brody are going to have the same answer. It's not going to be Yeah, and are good. they real colors, or is it like pumpkin? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> real colors. <Yeah>. Watermelon. <laughs> yeah, pumpkin oh, it's an actual is actual real color. color. Yeah, that's a good question. Like it's, when you buy a pumpkin, like a uh, pumpkin uh, worm, it's not like it's, it's like who's pumpkin? It's not like right. uh, like eggshell white. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, this is just generic, a oh. standard generic. Color. Yeah. Does everybody have an answer? No. Yeah. Our fisherman Seth struggling to find a color puts him in a bad spot. When well, you yeah, do that. the color I was going with wasn't a color. It's like a very popular. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying green, Cal saying chartreuse, Steve saying chartreuse, Waddell saying white, Brody saying chartreuse, Corey saying red, Phil saying yellow, and Corinne saying hot purple. Hot purple. <laughs> I love it. That's a good one. The that correct is good. answer is chartreuse, yeah. green, or yellow. If you said ah, green or yellow, I'd give that to you I was thinking chartreuse, well. but I couldn't spell it. <laughs> so, I haven't used it in a poem. If it ain't chartreuse, that comes it ain't, from that's, Lefty Cray. I was, no oh, I was gonna say fire tiger. 
Yeah. Well, that would be chartreuse would like it would it would chartreuse. be labeled under a chartreuse or green or yellow. Yeah. Again, if you said green or yellow, I'll accept that because chartreuse is supposed to be the exact medium between green and yellow. Uh, can you raise oh. your hand if you got so that I would right? Take that as well. I don't know if chartreuse had an actual definition. I thought you knew it when you see it. There are nearly one thousand fishing lures for sale on Shields.com that contain green, yellow, or chartreuse. That's followed by seven hundred for sale that are black, six hundred that are white, and five hundred that are orange. Additionally, there are 35 meat eater items for sale on Shields.com, <laughs> <laughs> ranging from knives to turkey calls to seasonings. Yeah, awesome. So, so white was there. White was there. <laughs> wow. Third okay. place. We are on to question four. The topic is firearms. What is the only sport at the Winter Olympics that uses a gun? Lord, this is something I should know. A lot of fast answers, except for it. maybe Waddell, right. the least wintered guy it, here. As as you get it. Uh, I just saw a special on this whole thing. This girl got beat up and... The only sport at the Winter Olympics that uses a gun. We were just talking about 22s. Oh, my God. I can see the whole discipline. <laughs> just describe really? it. We're waiting on Waddell. I, I'm... I'm t- <laughs> I'm about to murder. Them. I'm about to make everybody in Georgia hate me. I don't think anyone will blame snow me. Snow I, don't <laughs> I don't even know what the. I know Caitlyn Jenner didn't do it, but I know. I don't even know how to spell this. I don't even know if it is. I'm just going to put Alon over here. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying biathlon, biathlon, biathlon. Waddell saying... Tell us what you said. What is Patathlon. it? Patathlon. Yeah. I'll accept that. Brody saying biathlon, biathlon. Everybody but Waddell. Oh, oh, hey, got that one correct. That was close. Yeah, pathlon. That's cool. That's the, I think right, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to him. The sports <laughs> standard rifle is an Anschutz 1827 Fortner, which 97% of competitors use. Athletes shoot 22 rimfire rounds at targets that are 54 yards away. Their guns must weigh between 7.7 and 16.5 pounds with a minimum trigger pull of 1.1 pound. Germany is the most successful nation in Olympic biathlon history, followed by Norway and Russia. Wow. Michael, you hmm. need to get one of those guns for your pecan orchard. Yes, you I do. Those squirrels. I didn't know all the targets are the same length away. We have a little course up here. Yards. There's a little course down in uh, North Ketchum, too. But the target sizes are different, I believe, because you have to take shots from standing as well as prone. I think the standing ones, it's like five inches, but the prone ones, it's like one and a half inches. Yeah. My kid perked right up when you heard about biathlon. Oh. He thought that sounded all right. Man. I bet they don't have trouble getting 22 shells. No, I bet they shoot those fiokies. No. No? It's very specific. We are on to question five. After this question, we will get a scoreboard update from Phil. The topic is cooking. This next great question comes to us via Jonathan Gilman. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. According to Jewish dietary rules, for a fish to be considered kosher, it must possess two features. Name one of them. According to Jewish dietary rules, for a fish to be considered kosher... It must possess two features. I need you to name one of them. A confident Steve. Oh, just one of them? Just one of them. A confident Steve, not so confident for the rest of the room. I had a Jewish girlfriend for a long time. Ah. I know all this stuff. Ooh. 
I could talk two, your ear off about two, this whole subject. <laughs> two things to consider it kosher. Two features. Now, it's not like uh, a, a, a help the room out here for a second. We're it's just not need- about how it's killed. Or so it's, okay, like so that. it's none of that. Okay. No. It's not kosher slaughter, kashrut, I believe they call it. it. And we just need one of those. Just one of the okay. features to make a fish kosher. I'm ready. I think Steve <laughs> might be the only one ready. <laughs> oh, this is going to help me close in on Brody. Does everybody have an answer? Brody's still writing. He's nervous. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying scales, Cal saying scales, Steve saying scales, Waddell saying skin, Brody skin saying, skin. I can't see the answer, head. Corey saying <laughs> white flesh. Look what I scratched. Phil, oh, Phil I without an answer, Corinne without an answer. The correct answer is either scales or fins. I scratch scales oh, out. Oh, yeah. tough. Oh, that helps me helps me close in on so Brody. We got, we got Seth, Cal, Steve, So they can't eat catfish. Some <clears throat> examples yeah. of fish that are kosher include bass, carp, trout, herring, tuna, and snapper. And some examples of fish that aren't kosher include catfish, sturgeon, eel, burbot, paddlefish, wow. and shark. Caviar is only considered kosher when it comes from a kosher fish. So eggs from a trout would be kosher, but eggs from a sturgeon would not. Wow. You want to know what caused like a little wrinkle in uh, okay. kosher eating? Is when I, th- I remember reading about that it was realized that like shark skin... Is that is scale like? It's just a different. It's like a different texture, different size. Same as sturgeon. And then you had to sort of look and reassess. And then they, you know, they kind of the, the scholars kind of then argue about what it all means. And isn't there a name for that feature on like sturgeon and shark skin, like scoots, scoots or something? Is it scoots? Hmm. No, scoots. A sturgeon S- has scoots. Scoots are not, not the, the same thing as scales. Scoots are like the sharp parts that are right. across, run across the back and a little bit on the sides. Phil, give us a scoreboard update. All right. Uh, I, I don't like saying last place because it sounds demeaning. And <laughs> yeah, <embarrassing. laughs> I know who that is. <laughs> uh, Mike and Corey tied tied uh, in in last with one point. I have two. Uh, Steve coming in. Is this second place? Second place with three, and then we have a three-way tie for first. Ooh, wow. Brody, wow. Seth, and Cal all have four points. Wow. wow this is tight. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> spring is a great time to do something with your family. Do some spring cleaning, which I kind of started today outside. Planning outdoor activities, which I'm always doing. Taking a little trip to Hawaii with your kids for spring break, which I just did, which was great. You know what else you can do for your family this spring? You can shop for life insurance with Policy Genius. Make that part of your financial planning for the year. I've said it before a thousand times. I'll say it again. When my wife and I, when we started having kids, we got serious about life insurance. And man, I felt so much better after we did. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just 292 bucks per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com. Or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Applying for tags each year in the West can be daunting. 
yeah, I apply for everything everywhere. It's dawning. You have to go to a variety of sources to formulate your best guess as to where to apply. Well, this is a thing of the past now. Onyx just launched hunt research tools to simplify the process for all hunters. This tool helps organize the data that matters, makes comparing hunt options easy, and helps hunters develop a plan based on real metrics rather than gut feelings. Onyx Hunt also offers all elite members a free digital membership to Hunt and Fool, who I use, for boots on the ground, insight and knowledge, and a membership to Hunt Reminder so you never miss another deadline. Stop stressing over application season and apply with confidence in 2024. Check out OnX Hunt Research Tools, free for all OnX Hunt Elite members. Not an elite member? Well, let's fix that. Use code MEATEATER to receive 20% off your membership at onxmaps.com slash hunt. This is an app I use literally every day. I use it for every aspect of hunting, scouting, trapping, you name it. Rain or shine every day is a great day for fishing, right? And you probably got rain gear, but you shouldn't overlook sunny day gear. Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie has you covered on the sunniest day. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite Hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. I mean, who wouldn't trade a sunburn for a trophy fish? But why do it if you don't have to, especially when this Solar Stream Elite hoodie is built with broad-spectrum UV protection? We're talking UPF 50, and it has airflow, so you don't overheat. And what's the alternative? Putting down the rod every half hour so you can slather on some sunscreen. Seems like an easy choice to me. So if you're going to be spending long days out on the water, and I sincerely hope that you will be, head on over to Columbia.com slash PFG and shop all of their performance fishing gear. Five questions left. This is question six. The topic is conservation. Now, this is a visual question. I will do my best to describe to listeners what the room is going to be seeing. But if you want to play along for real and see what these guys are seeing, you can go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newarth. I will have this photo there that you can use to play along. Now, I have looked at the game agency logos for all 50 states and have declared this one the absolute best. It features a raccoon, a bass, and an oak leaf. To get this correct, I need you to tell me what state it's from. And I will now show the room. And I have scrubbed the logo of any words. What? It's a triangle. It's a bass, a raccoon, and an oak leaf. A blue triangle. This is absolutely huh. that looks like a rock winner. bass. Not we're not talking a a large mouth. This is the best game agency logo. I salute this state for having this as their logo when so many other states are just so boring. It's a great logo. It's not new, is it? No. Like like maybe the last couple states added to the union type of new or yeah, it's not one of them. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, not giving any the hints. The ones states. that Harrison doesn't recognize. <laughs> You're not just whistling Dixie, are you? <laughs> no, no, nobody in the room knew it off the top of their head. No. So everyone's just gonna be taking educated guess. I took a stab at it off of what would have a raccoon, a bass, and an oak leaf as their logo. Does everybody not have a, an not answer? Not a crazy guess on my part. 
I think everyone will have a pretty educated guess. Now, if somebody uh, comes out and says, like, Hawaii, I'd be like, ah, not so educated. Mm-hmm. Brody's racing now. I can tell you. Nope. I, I probably nope. wouldn't have two questions here with the answer is Hawaii, though. That's, uh, yeah. Um. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, I wrote an answer. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying Mississippi. Cal saying South Carolina, Steve saying West Virginia, Waddell saying Kentucky, Brody saying West Virginia, Corey saying Oklahoma, Phil saying Alabama, and Corinne saying New Jersey. Nobody got it correct. For some reason, I was going Alabama, too. Does anybody want to take a second stand? I was basing on small matters. If it was Alabama, Waddell would have known. Because it's a neighboring state. I don't feel like it was Alabama because I've... You've seen it. And it wouldn't be... I don't think it was Tennessee... Who is it again? The correct answer is Missouri. Oh, oh really? <laughs> One of the best that is conservation the best. states, well-funded, yeah. independent game, all sorts of And a stuff. great logo. Seven other yeah. states have a bass in their logo, those being Alabama, Arkansas, Indiana, Kentucky, Louisiana, South Carolina, and Tennessee. But only one other state has a raccoon in their logo, which is Tennessee. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Born on a mountain, Tennessee. Great Cali. minds think alike, though, Steve. Yeah. That Missouri. That? Great yeah. minds think alike. Yeah, you yeah. see why me and Browdy are Every so... Every <laughs> resident of Missouri can get Missouri Conservation Oh, yeah, magazine. Brandon, Brandon Butler's yeah. probably having a heart attack right now. No one knew that. We are on great to question... question thank you. We are on to question seven. Topic is biology. This next great question comes to us via Adam Elmhorst. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. According to our friends at the National Deer Association, a whitetail buck has seven glands. Name two of them. Mm. This is according to the NDA, a whitetail buck has seven glands. I need you to just name two of them. Feeling very strong right now. Okay. Why, why am I blanking on this? This is question seven. Brody's struggling. We have three left. Are you doodling this. or struggling, Brody? I, I might be struggling. I don't know. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? No. Hang on. I'm staring <laughs> at this deer head on the wall. <laughs> here. <I'm gonna> <laughs> you're gonna ask. You're trying to ask him. Psst, hey, buddy. Oh, I, I literally <laughs> I, I wrote down the name of the gland that I didn't actually like physically remove this year for helping st- the room out, study. Cal. Yeah, don't don't help the room out, Cal. <laughs> Just struggle quietly. <laughs> Don't struggle out loud. <laughs> you might just give Brody the answer he's looking for. And then you lose no, the I'm not going to change it because then that would be cheating. <laughs> Fuck. Fudge. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody have an answer, Kat? I'm ready for you. Oh, not, not, I'm not accepting three answers. You need to pick two, Cal. I see a lot of... Well, I know, I know this. That's two out of three. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying tarsal and lymph nodes. Cal saying tarsal and thyroid. Steve saying orbital and tarsal. Waddell saying tarsal and orbital. Brody saying tarsal and metatarsal. Corey saying scent and reproduction. <laughs> Phil saying... Not Penny's boat. What does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's for all you lost fans out there. <laughs> okay. Corinne saying tarsal and scent. The seven glands on a whitetail buck are the preorbital, which I would accept orbital, um, the forehead, the nasal, interdigital, which is on the hoof, uh, penile sheath, tarsal, and metatarsal. Oh, my God. 
Good job. I almost uh, said forehead, but I thought that's too simple. I didn't like, know if they were the same or not. Right. So the room did fairly well. Who all got it correct here? Yeah, you can't hands, tell me that they don't the have air, a thyroid please. grant. Where's the camera? I want to wave. Waddell just got one. <laughs> the most mysterious of these seven is the metatarsal gland, which is located good, in a man. small tuft of white hair on the lower leg. Biologists' best guess is that it helps with body temperature regulation because whitetails in Central and South America have metatarsal glands that are nearly non-existent. Hmm. 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 And mule deer have an even bigger metatarsal gland than whitetails do, which has led them to that guess. Hmm. I was in the, in the forehead gland. It's just called the forehead because right. I was sitting there trying to think because that's the you know they always are using that and licking branches and rubbing but i could i say for sure it just can't be forehead but yeah. it is it's cool we are on to question eight we will get another scoreboard on the back of it i know it I know we it. will get another scoreboard update from phil after this question the topic is cooking this dish that's very popular in the mid-atlantic goes by many names it's best described as a mush of stewed meat scraps with cornmeal that's shaped into loaves for slicing and frying traditionally it's made with pork but there are also versions that use beef, turkey, chicken, and of course, venison. What is it? Us PA boys have an advantage. Yeah. Again, this goes by many names. Oh, we just ate this. Isn't that what Hayden made? Shh. Helping out the room. Just keep it to yourself. Just struggle quietly. Again, it's best described as this is an actual definition a mush of stewed meat scraps with cornmeal that's shaped into loaves for slicing or frying. Traditionally, it's made with pork, but there are many other versions that exist, as well as many names. Do you say accept the other names? I will accept the other names. Do you I get have, bonus points for having a lot of them down? No, I have about five written down here. I would be surprised if we hear more than two when we reveal the answers. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying Scrapple or Panhoss. 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 Cal saying Scrapple. Steve saying Scrapple, a.k.a. Panhoss. Michael saying Shepherd's Pie. Brody saying Scrapple. Corey saying Mushy Pork. (laughs) (laughs) Phil saying Scrapple. And Corinne saying Scrapple. Mushu Pork. I'm sorry. The correct answers are Scrapple, Panhoss, Panrabbit, Crepples, Liver Mush, or Spam. Hmm. Spam. Really? Spam's the same thing? Spam would be an acceptable Uh, No. Spam is scrapple. There's no cornmeal in there. I think we call it Oh, they call it that. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Hands in the air, please. I found a 1909 article from the Montreal Gazette that says scrapple is so off-putting that people who eat it, quote, must pretend to enjoy it. But the article later concedes that it has its health benefits, saying that scrapple-fed children in the country are healthier and make progress in school. <laughs> in the South, we have something called sow's that? meat. You ever heard of sow's yeah. meat? Like a pickled yeah. kind mm-hmm. of a scrapple, I would assume. Mm. Or potted meat. Hell, I ate a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Scrapple's amazing. Speaking yeah, of sling it. blade, that's what he always wants. <laughs> Is scrapple? It, potted, no. Potted meat. Get some more of that potted meat. <laughs> <laughs> Three more cans of Phil, that we have two <laughs> questions left. Give us a scoreboard update. All right, I'll just give you the scores that matter. Uh, and they, like everything stands <laughs> the same way. We have, uh, actually, no, it doesn't. Steve, Seth, and Cal are tied with five points in second place. And Brody has six points. In first place. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Some folks call it a Kaiser blade. I call it a sling blade. (laughs) Question nine. The topic is public lands. Besides the Great Lakes, name one of the three biggest lakes in the lower 48. 
Okay. Besides the Great Lakes. So if if you were to look at the top list, the top five are the Great Lakes. So I'm looking for sixth, seventh, or eighth. Natural or? Yeah, come on now. Either one. It could be a reservoir. It could be a natural lake. Mm. Current or historic? Come on. Come on. (laughs) What? What? I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like this one either. <laughs> it oh, because it rolls in like it, it rolls in these big impoundments on the Missouri and stuff, man. Just have it be a natural lake. The Great Lakes are natural lakes. Don't be rolling in like some chunk of the Missouri which runs for like 300 miles at which point someone determines that the lake has ended and the river resumes. Still a lake. I just don't think we got no natural lakes in the south. They were all, <laughs> it's either a pond or <laughs> but we got some You know what? They Okay, let me. I'm on. Come on, man. So, so is it natural? Are we going with just any? It can be a reservoir or a natural lake. Besides the Great Lakes, during a drought cycle or not during a drought cycle. (laughs) One of the three biggest lakes in the world. Bullshit question. Bullshit question. (laughs) I don't know how to spell this. You know these other lakes experience droughts as well. Even if is it large by volume or surface area? It is by surface area. It's an acceptable question. That's an acceptable question. Okay. Lower 48, right? Lower yeah, 48. Yeah, it's like... Well, like Flathead Lake is a natural lake. lake that's the biggest, biggest, it's now, the it's biggest natural It's the biggest natural lake west of the Mississippi. We have an angry room right now. It's just a very unspecific I have Bullshit questions. Is what I call fresh, fresh Does everybody have a bullshit answer? I have one. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying the Great Salt Lake, Cal saying Lake Mead. Say what I scratched out and what I wrote. Steve saying, I can't read what you scratched Flat out. Flat Lake. Lake. Scratch it out. Says Fort Peck. Waddell saying, All right, I just wrote down a bunch pick of one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, tell you, he, I mean, there's a part has, of me. He has three answers. He has uh, I, well, Okeechobee. I, went, I didn't know if Steve was going to, and first, I don't even know if I'm right in natural or reservoir, but. You know, if I want to lay out my claim here, Kentucky Lake's big. Uh-huh. It is you know, big. All right. Then you got Okeechobee down in Florida, which mm-hmm. we forgot about Florida. Big, big lake. Oh, and then, and then Devil's Lake out in North Dakota. So which, which one? He's put down a right. number of large lakes. I, I'm, I'm going to go maybe with Devil's Lake because I think that's going to flood out all of North Dakota in time, right? Waddell From, says Devil's Lake. Brody says Lake Powell. Corey saying Lake the Ozarks. Phil saying Flathead. And Corinne Saying the lake in Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> but that one doesn't count. Yeah, it's a great lake. You're thinking Lake Michigan. Uh, the uh, correct answers okay. are the Great Salt Lake, Lake of the Woods, or Lake Oahe. Oh bullshit! I want to stay last. Well, I, I want to. <laughs> what you have, Brody? I had Lake Powell. Michael, in ten years, your your answer, the Devil's Lake, there might, might be right. It might be right. Yeah. Pretty listen, dang flat. Man. That could eat up the whole state. I am like really now. What, what were they again? We, we had still need to pick the up Great Salt up. Lake, Lake of the Woods. I have no clue. And Lake Oahe. Those are all natural. Those are all lakes. natural. Lakes. Lake Oahe is a reservoir. Oh, so that's on the Missouri Hawaii. River. Yeah. It goes from North Dakota to South Dakota. Now, the Great Salt Lake is 2,000 square miles. Lake of the Woods is 1,700 square miles, and Lake Oahe is 700 square miles. But even if you put all three together, that's still only half the size of Lake Ontario, which is the smallest of the Great Lakes. Well, how big is Packer? Where does that come in? I don't know. Uh. What's the lake on, in International Falls? Is that a is is that a Great Lake there? No. I went ice fishing one time. Oh, you did? International. And it was the coldest moment of my entire life. It's not a Great Lake. but it, <laughs> Now, to your Fort credit, Pax, I think Okeechobee the, was maybe like fourth. Was it the in list. there? It was, it was oh, like a so top close. box. I, I, I know right Fort Peck was at one time the largest earthen dam in the world. 
I got gotcha. you. That was the moment I was thinking of. Yeah. We are we- on <laughs> to our last question. Give us another scoreboard update, Phil. Uh, well, I don't think it's changed. So same thing. So well, we, so we so had we had thing. Seth get it right. Oh, he did. Yes. Yeah, the great song. Seth tied Brody. Oh, wow. Come on, Phil. Dramatic twist. I was not paying any attention. <laughs> Seth and Brody are tied for first thing with six points. What'd you say? Oh. Seth? What was your answer? The Great Salt Lake. Uh, yeah. And then Cal and Steve with five. Oh. The last question. The topic is fishing. This next great question comes to us via Tom McCormick. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. What southern state has the most species of fish in America? Southern state. Does this inca- include yeah, saltwater no, no. fish? It does. This this includes. This is crazy. <laughs> do, do we got to is, is this now when we say southern state is this below the Mason Dixon line or just yes okay. or southern Illinois. anybody who would yeah. think of a southern state <laughs> would think of this as being one of them. Stu Miller's like Illinois. <laughs> what southern state has the most species of fish in America? We had a confidence, Seth, and a Brody who has yet to write an answer. I already did. I oh, wrote he did an write answer. an answer. Okay. A While you were bro- asking the question. I would say a, it's a confident. very confident Brody. I would say it's just the first thing that popped in my head. Okay. Boy, that's real interesting. I feel like it would be a trick question. I have a reason yeah. why I gave my answer, too. <laughs> and this, this is a lake or a reservoir? No, it's a state. The what state. southern state has the most species of fish in America? Okay. All right, I'm, I'm changing. I thought, okay. God, man, it's so. Does everybody have an answer? Okay, you could. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth saying Florida, Cal saying Florida, Steve saying Florida, 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 Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Phil saying Louisiana, and Corinne saying Louisiana. Corinne and I are. Florida's got all those non-native species, and it's got the the west. It's got the Pacific and the Gulf. It's got the Atlantic and the Gulf. Too obvious. The correct answer is Alabama. I wrote down Lake Eufaula, and I don't know why, but it hit me. But I'm thinking, wait yeah. a minute, this is bigger than I, I was thinking Alabama is home to 450 species of fish, You're which is made me. up of about 350 freshwater and 100 marine species. Biologists estimate that the Cahaba River alone has more species of freshwater fish than the entire state of Florida. Excuse wow. me, the entire state of California. The oh. entire state of California. Are they wow. counting all those crazy non-natives in Florida? I would I'm assume sure so, are. because when they count the Alabama ones... they're getting into all these crazy catfish, uh, like little, little catfish Darters species. Yeah, and you do. Things that live yeah. in caves. So, yeah. mm. do we have a winner? No. You we have to t- go tie to breaker a tiebreaker. Between Seth and Brody. Man, oh, damn it, man. Stressful. Not even in the tiebreaker. But Steve and I should play in the tiebreaker for Any ties for dead last? Runner up. No, it would Losers bracket, yeah. Now, we have the tiebreaker question. The question is numerical. I'm in it. I'm going to still play. Everybody can play along, but the only answers that matter are Brody and Seth. We have a chance for Brody to catch Steve with the most wins of all time, or Seth to get on the leaderboard. Here's the question. North America's whitetail population hit an all-time low in 1890. What was it? Manly Vanilli. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll give you some help here. Sorry, what is? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Pre-European contact, there were 25 million, and today there are about 25 million. In 1890, when herd sizes crashed, it's estimated that there were 0.13 whitetails per square mile across their range. So I'm looking what their population was at their all-time low in 
Is this across North America or just this is across North America? I'm not even playing along. Now Steve That's said so he was going to play. Not even playing along. He doesn't even have an answer. Uh, well, and, I mean, if I really like, had to come up with one, but he's not feeling too confident. Over Here, I, I will give you guys a hint. Doesn't want to embarrass no, 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 no. How many deer? No, 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 no. Is this per square mile or per? No, just the total population. Oh. But the per square mile population was 0.13 whitetails per square mile. So it's closest to the number. No, closest like over the number, under all that. We do not do prices and right. 25 million uh, European 25 contact. million before European contact and 25 million today. Hmm. You said you were going to give us a clue. Well, Steve detested it very quickly. Here, I'll give you the clue. It's between one and a million. Oh, and Brody erased his answer. <laughs> Why did you just do that? Oh, uh, yeah. That was, that, I, I think Why that did you just do that? You they, robbed, yeah, you, that you, was you too robbed, much of You a robbed clue. victory from uh, Seth's maw. Really? Not his mom, but his maw, his mouth. Yeah, yeah I wasn't expecting <laughs> such a specific clue there. Mm. Dude. Another contested victory here. Well, here. I don't think it's that specific because there's a million answers. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> there ain't a million answers when we talk about states. Do you guys have an answer? Let me see what you got, Seth. Does the rest of the room want to play along? No, or you guys all give up. No, don't show me. Don't Go know. ahead and reveal your answers. We have Seth oh saying 488,000 oh, and Brody saying 500,000. Oh. You guys' guesses were within 12,000 of each other. The correct answer is 300,000, making hey! Seth the challenge Good job, Seth. Well earned, The flip-flop flashers on the winner's board. Do you want to make an acceptance speech, Seth? Uh, thank you, Mike Waddell, for being here today. <laughs> hey, taking, that picture, taking that picture with I Seth all those years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad I didn't lose to Steve. That inspired him to get to where he's at today. Now, Seth, yeah. who are you going to donate the $100 to? Um, Since... All I can think about uh, coming up is turkey season. I'm go. going NWTF. You like it? I like it. Congratulations, Seth. Seth. Thank you. I'm just glad it wasn't Brody. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, thank you for playing. Corey, thank you for joining us. More Meat Eater trivia coming at you soon. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. It is a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that they need, and that meets them where they are and helps them get through challenges. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible. It's simple to use. You can connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.